What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. My name is Harrison. It is great to be with you all today. Sitting down with Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church, Huntersville. Uh, sitting here with my tan self. That's right. This is as tan as I get, Harrison. <laughs> and I am super tan for me, which uh, because I just got back from Nags Head, a week at Nags Head. Uh, but super tan for me is about two shades browner than a polar bear we're gonna have to adjust our all of our camera settings this week to be able to you're, yeah. you know it's gonna be a shades different right i'm really you know you're so good at your job thank you for thinking of that ahead of time <laughs> would you right. go ahead and write a memo to yeah. our lighting department i'll do that that's the <laughs> stuff that they think about all the time uh welcome to the ask lc podcast everyone we're sitting down i, I literally cannot believe it is the month of august already it's august. we are we are the 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 middle point of the summer has passed. We're on the downhill cruise toward mm-hmm. the fall right now, and around here we're spending a lot of time starting thinking about what is the fall going to look like around here at Lake Forest because people are ready to get back into a rhythm of life, mm-hmm. and we we certainly are, are no exception. Some it, when you hit August, it feels like. You you start almost deactivating summer mode a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And for our church staff, think, planning ahead for fall, we actually thankfully did some planning in May and June because really so much of our um, summer ministry uh, that all our staff led variously was sort of backloaded mm-hmm. in mid to late July. I mean, soccer camp was early July. Uh, our Missio day trips were late June. Uh, those are a smaller number of ministry partners. Soccer camp is a lot of ministry partners. Art camp, late July, mega camp with 150 teenagers uh, and leaders was just last week, the last week of July. So we're all gonna, we've got to let most of our staff take a little bit of a breather and ministry partner leaders. Many of you have been the key lead. We, we talk here about our vision at Lake Forest being always reaching one more person who's given up on church, not on God, always starting one more church for people who've given up on church, not on God, somewhere that needs one with a personality like Forrest, and then raising up one more leader, even within our congregation. So many of you have been the critical leaders in, uh, gosh, art camp. I walked around almost every day to the different stations and seeing the people taking vacation from their work, etc., just remarkable, and including Mega Camp. So uh, for our, our youth. So all that to say, Harrison, hold it just a little bit. If you walk down the staff hall the rest of today, they'll be like, "Dude, we just got, <laughs> we just did these huge things oh, yeah. where we saw these incredible God stories." Don't like hit us with the the fall stick yet. That's right. I would say that. That's... And, and you might be causing a little hyperventilation <laughs> among parents about back to school stuff too. That's true. That's true. I will say it. <laughs> I will say it this way. Then that might be more apt. I think what we generally use August for around here in our church rhythm, and I think a lot of us in our life rhythm, is it's kind of that time where. You take a deep breath, you get out your calendar, mm-hmm. you're going, what are the things that are going to be real important to me over this next season? You know, we are already putting a star on that day. When's back to school? You're mm-hmm. thinking about it. Um, our rhythms haven't necessarily sped up, but our thinking is already moving towards, okay, we know, we know we're coming to another season. Let's get ourselves ready and prepared so that when we get to it, 
we can hit the ground running all the way, bring our best stuff, and have a great stretch here. So that's that's what we're focused on here over this month. Even last night, Angie and I had a little dinner together, and um, after dinner, I took the trash out. I was like, babe, it actually felt kind of nice outside. We need to remember we're hitting the season where sometimes we can go out on our patio that we refreshed in the pandemic. We were like everybody on our fire table out there. Um, we can restart that habit um, pretty soon. It, it, it felt good. Well, um, what I do, what you're talking about, starting to look forward. I just finished vacation, and before that, I had some study time in the mountains. Uh, I've been out of the pulpit to to use a church word. That's right. For three Sundays, and I'm eager to be back and teach Galatians chapter five this Sunday. Um, but I've began to I do what I do every July which is look ahead and we don't want to shift some what are my the fresh seasonality of some priorities in my leadership of our church in projects in my work in how I batch aspects of my work on my calendar for the new year what worked well last year what didn't um, just fresh seasonality and we thought this morning we would hone in on one aspect of of a turning of a season in part of our relationship with God. Here at Lake Forest, for 12 years, we've had a clearly articulated discipleship strategy, which is basically, we're a church. Our job is to serve and assist and lead you and me on how to grow as followers of Jesus. That's discipleship. Mm-hmm. And we recognized 12 years ago that we needed better clarity, like, okay, like for Joe or Jill Schmo, what, what handhold? How can I, discipleship is a big word. And um, so we talk about discipleship under the heading of four handholds. Mm-hmm. If you're climbing the discipleship mountain, discover, belong, share, go. At every part of the climb of spiritual growth, of knowing Jesus better, becoming more like Jesus, serving his mission of love to the world better. Every time you you inch upward on that mountain, you're reaching for a handhold of discover, a handhold of belong, a handhold of share, a handhold of go. Discover is discovering more of who God is and God's word. Belong is belonging in Christ-centered, committed Christian community where you study the Bible with others. Share is sharing my time, talents, and treasure to help others grow in my church, which we just saw out the yin-yang mm-hmm. here at Art Camp. Yep. I don't know where that phrase comes from, but I like it. <laughs> and, and in the fourth handhold, at every stage of when you're climbing that mountain of spiritual growth, the of go on the Missio Day, we've seen incredible examples of that this summer, and, and we were going to refresh some Missio Day opportunities this fall. And yet, that's just also mostly in our everyday life, living on mission with neighbors and friends. Um, and I think it, it's been fun this summer. We've called summer reading. We've invited everybody to the, now. Let's just focus on the handhold of discover, which is discovering more of God and God's word. Um, and that's through uh, worship with our church every seven days, as rooted in creational rhythm. Ten Commandments and the habits of Jesus and the early church. Mm-hmm. Every seven days, we worship with others uh, while learning God's word. 
But then there's private aspect of that discover more of God and God's word, that discover discipleship, which is just meeting with God quietly uh, almost daily in the way of Jesus, who early many mornings it's recorded, he just withdrew to a solitary place and prayed. Um, We've led each other uh, to do that through the Bible app, reading the same many hundreds of Lake Forest Huntersville people have dialed into. They had to be batched in groups. We broke the app, evidently. You could, we couldn't all be one group. <laughs> yep. But lots of little groups of Lake Forest people reading the same little bit of Galatians daily, a devotional written by someone else, uh, and then some people were making comments on that. I've, I've chosen not really to do that much, but I've followed along in the app. Um, and Harris and I were just reflecting that this fall, he and I both will be in a new season of, okay, we'll be here for public worship with our tribe. I mean, he and I got that one down tight. Yep, that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the private worship, I haven't yet decided what my devotional content and habit will be for this new season of life. I, I have, before the summer, I came to the end of what I was doing in my devotions um, this last year. And uh, what about you, Harrison? Where are you in that rhythm? Uh, I know you're doing the Galatians now. Do you know what you're doing for the fall? No, I don't have a strong plan yet. That's part of, I guess, for me this month, figuring things out because I have been, it's actually been kind of cool throughout the year since <clears throat> Jeff, uh, Jeff Cook has set it up. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a couple of kind of cool devotional and reading plans through the Bible app. So a lot I've of it, been doing that too. Yeah. A lot of it for me this year actually has, has been centered on using, uh, using my phone to at least get things started. Um, there's sometimes cause I'm a, um, uh, I'm a little, uh, old spirit in some of these ways where there are times where I definitely like, it's just like this with regular books. Like a Kindle is great. Sometimes I'll read on a Kindle. I like having a good old book in my hand. So yeah. um, I'll sometimes use the app to get me started and read it on a real paper Bible uh, for fun. Okay. Just okay. And then go back and interact with whatever devotional materials are there just because I like holding the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have not decided yet. I've just really been tracking along with some of this stuff that we've been doing that Jeff has set up. So it's been kind of cool. And, and Jeff will set up a new one after the Galatians that... If, if it's helpful to track with your tribe mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> in your morning devotionals, that's been helpful for me. I just opt into the plan, and then there it is every day. Yeah. When This year, when I have uh, forgotten or got in a rush and didn't do that in the morning, at some point during the day, I've clicked into the Pray As You Go app, Oh yeah, which yeah, we've yeah. talked about before, and I've, I did for an entire year, a couple of years ago. It's a... Um, I just appreciate the more contemplative, um, asking leading questions approach after the reading of Scripture and quietness by Pray As You Go. That's an app, friends, that um, a lot of us in leadership here at Lake Forest use for devotionals. And sometimes it's just a day when I'm going to start the day with a walk, and I want a quiet, meditative devotional led by someone else with some music. And it's about 10 minutes long usually. And I think we've learned over time in 
many of our uh, movies that we watch that things just sound cooler and more epic sometimes if they're said with a, like a British or an Irish accent. If they, if they, so many times I'm praying to go. As trite as that is, it's true. <laughs> I know. It's just it's so, true. If you're American. Maybe it shakes us out of our own rhythm a little bit and you yeah. just hear things a little bit differently. But I do appreciate that about praise you go to yes, personally. That's it, me. It's devotional by British monks. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Pray as you go. You just look that up. Well, friends, as you think about your discipleship handholds for the, the the fresh season that is coming, don't worry, it's not here. Don't you don't slow your engines. Yep, <laughs> we're not trying to to fast forward to September, but but this is the time to reflect on the passing of the last season, the coming of the next, in our walk with Christ. And so as you think of the four handholds and you evaluate how do I mostly need to grow and discover it at being regular in worship with my tribe and private devotions, uh, it, do I need to grow in belonging in community? We addressed that quite a bit um, a few episodes ago. Am I in need of growing spiritually and sharing my time, talents, and treasure to help others grow spiritually in my church on a ministry team? I just got to text a couple of nights ago from longtime friend here and ministry partner who has entered a season of empty nesthood and had met with me about wow I wonder what God how God's calling me to invest in ministry in this season and he texted me and goes oh I now know I think God's calling me to be a remix leader leader I have a lot of, to give and time to give and I listed you as a reference <laughs> I said well I'll be a great reference for you but I'm mostly glad to hear that you're seeing a way of sharing this season of your life to help others, teenagers, grow in their faith. Yeah. And then go on the Missio Day. So as you're considering those handholds, let's just, just we're going to be short this morning yeah. and devotionally oriented. Um, Harris and I, and I, I think on an earlier episode we established while we were on this podcast, that the most popular, so as you, I do, we exhort you, to consider what will your devotional, your private worship, your time alone with God, how, whatever word works for you, but classically it's been called devotional habit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of the most clear behavioral habits of Jesus. And so if we want to live the way of Jesus, we can work really hard to put on his at Oh, i got to think like that. i got to try to have that attitude of Jesus. But the behaviors are the easiest thing to just flat out emulate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so time alone with the Lord communing with the Father through the Word. Um, what will your habit be for the fall? Great if it's following along with our next Lake Forest devotional plan on the uh, Bible app. Um, but we, Harrison, you thought of one in particular yeah. that particularly we know every now and then folks who are new to Lake Forest will say, hey, we binged, listened to the podcast because we're getting to know Lake Forest um, and oftentimes people new to our church are newly growing in their faith. I would say that's a theme of some people that For have sure. introduced themselves to me mm-hmm. over the last month. And and Harrison and I have both thought of the same devotional practice we might recommend to you if it's unfamiliar. Sure, yeah. It's a devotional uh, called My Utmost for His Highest, um, <clears throat> put together from the teachings and preachings and thoughts um, 
of a pastor named Oswald Chambers, who was also, he was, he was English, correct? English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the cool thing for me, I, I can just speak to my experience. This has been a, his, his devotional, my utmost for his highest, uh, which also there's, I, I found out a couple of years ago, there's an app for that has okay. daily readings. If you literally go to your phone's app store thing and type in those words, It'll come up and it delivers to you. Open the app once a day. It delivers to you a devotional. I will never use it. Yeah. I have an old leather copy. I do as well. That is the only way I will ever read my yes. for his highest. And uh, there's a de- how it's set up. There's one devotional a day for every calendar day of the year, starting January 1st, moving all the way through. So um, what I have appreciated about Oswald Chambers' writings that I, I think are really cool and almost like a in some ways out of style maybe to where we are now is when you, when you really dig in the gospels, the thing that can surprise you is how confrontational Jesus was at times. Like he was not afraid to just say the thing. There were times where he, uh, there was a time where he, he got up and spoke and the Bible says that like a ton of the people that were following for him at that time were just like, nah, that's too far. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can track with that Jesus. Yeah. Like, that's not where I thought it was going. And what I, what I personally love about Oswald Chambers is that he is, he is really not afraid in his preachings and his writings that, that these devotionals are derived from to really, um, lay out some of the easy, good things and also some of the hard, difficult things about being a follower of Jesus and what that means, every aspect of it. And he's not afraid to, to put a challenge on you that at first feels real weird or strange. Like, man, I don't know about that. And he's like, guys, Jesus said it. <laughs> it's not me saying it. And yet it it's super digest. It, it's, it is very classic. I mean, this was written in the early 1900s. Uh, so a little bit of the language can be a little archaic. At one point, I picked up an updated language version. Hated it. <laughs> I think his original language uh, stands the test of time. Uh, I, I think maybe something that's been updated a, a tad, perhaps. But um, but also the format, it, he'll have a title. It's a short one page. Like it's a mm-hmm. tiny little book I have. And it's a short page. It'll be a verse or two at the top. And then just two or three paragraphs ruminating on those uh, and perhaps a thought at the end. Um, uh, Also, Oswald Chambers, something maybe that gets to what you're saying, Harrison, about that aspect that you appreciate about his writing is that he actually he was Scottish Hmm. and Baptist, um, but he was a uh, and I'm I'll butcher this. He was either a chaplain to um, the Royal Army hmm. of of Britain in World War One, wow. and he and he was stationed in Egypt in hmm. military camps, or he was with the uh, the early YMCA or Salvation Army in the army camps uh, of the the Royal Forces for Britain fighting in World War One in North Africa, and so he was used to his his congregation, his flock being rough and ready soldiers. So, Mm. uh, yeah. So if you, if you're like, never heard of it, you know, I'm, I'm new to the faith or, Mm. um, heard of it, never done it. Or, Oh, I, I, I'm eager 
for this is a tried and true. It's the most popular devo- Christian devotional of all time. I believe that's still true. Many people have given testimony to how God has used these short devotionals to get Scripture into places in their life that they had struggled to do so for themselves. And so if you are hungry to grow in your personal devotional practices this fall, uh, not yet, we might suggest you... Actually, buy the book. It's it's so classic and helpful. I go back to it from time to time, yep. uh, and I don't know. That might be my devotional companion this fall, Harrison. I may pick it up September first. Yeah. Uh, well, after our Galatians reading, I don't know. Well, what we want to do this morning, and uh, for us, it's morning wherever you're listening to this, is we want to uh, wrap up this short episode this way. Uh, Mike and I are going to read you the day that we're sitting down at least to uh, record this podcast. The entry for today in My Utmost First Highest is kind of cool thinking about even the context of that, Mike, as you just laid out, because uh, the title of this morning's devotional is The Teaching of Adversity. Um, So we're going to read this and we'll let that be our sign off for this morning. Encourage you, hopefully, as Mike said. Uh, you just convinced me, Mike. I'm there with you. I'm, I'm, I, I think I need to pick it back up because it's been a couple years, and I'm excited for it. So we're going to share this with you. We'll let that be our sign-off as, a, as an encouragement for this morning. Here we go. John 16:33. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The typical view of the Christian life is that it means being delivered from all adversity. But it actually means being delivered in adversity, which is something very different. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. And the quote, The place where you are at one with God. If you are a child of God, you will certainly encounter adversities. But Jesus says you should not be surprised when they come. Quote, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. End of quote of Jesus. He is saying, child, there's nothing for you to fear. The same people who refused to talk about their adversities before they were saved often complain and worry after being born again because they have the wrong idea of what it means to live the life of a saint. God does not give us overcoming life. He gives us life as we overcome. The strain of life is what builds our strength. If there is no strain, there will be no strength. Are you asking God to give you life, liberty, and joy? He cannot unless you are willing to accept the strain. And once you face the strain, you will immediately get the strength. Overcome your own timidity and take the first step. Then God will give you nourishment. Revelation 2.7 says, To him who overcomes... I will give to eat from the tree of life. If you completely give of yourself physically, you become exhausted. But when you give of yourself spiritually, you get more strength. God never gives us strength for tomorrow or for the next hour, but only for the strain of the moment. Our temptation is to face adversities from the standpoint of our own common sense. But a saint can be of good cheer, even when seemingly defeated by adversities. Because victory is absurdly impossible to everyone except God. 
we will uh, join you guys next week on the Ask LFC podcast. Thanks for being with us today.